0: You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and Moore, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Well, good morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. You know, we're still in the month of October, and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Last week, we talked about domestic violence awareness, but we are also going to highlight breast cancer awareness. Did you know, according to the National Breast Cancer Foundation, that one in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. And in 2023, an estimated 2,907,790 women and 2,800 men will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. So chances are, you most likely know at least one person who has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, You know, I have someone in studio now that I'm very close to who is my aunt. She is a breast cancer survivor. Um, So we're going to highlight her story in just a moment, but I want to tell you a few more facts about breast cancer. So the best thing is early prevention and treatment so there is an issue with people with uh, you know not being insured and delaying the process of getting uh, treatment and also that mammogram have you gotten that mammogram done yet it's time i know for me i usually try and get it done around my birthday every year at least make the appointment right that's a great reminder usually about 40 years old is when you want to start getting those yearly mammograms okay so men also don't forget please get checked as well you all develop breasts too <laughs> i've seen a few of you out there you know i know you got them but no seriously please make sure go to your healthcare provider and get those yearly checkups okay so nikita yes you have been on the show before and i yes, want to welcome you back thank you thank you for be being back <laughs> awesome so you were here with uh, an actual medical doctor and oncologist mm-hmm. right yeah. and uh you told us your story right oh, yeah. but i want you to remind those out there because this is so important and we take this month to remind folks of getting treatment diagnoses mm-hmm things like that because stuff happens you don't expect it to happen right yeah that's what happened to me right so what happened how old were you when you found out
1: well it's been about six years now
0: okay so that um, means you're not telling us your age no i'm
1: not okay so it was probably
0: (laughs) roughly i want to say maybe in 60s because that's like a huge uh primary time where, you know, breast
1: cancer is usually diagnosed. It was my late 50s, almost close to 60. Okay. But um, one of the things is when you get the mammogram, it also shows you the density in the breasts. And right, I because
0: we talked about yeah.
1: how dense our yeah. breasts were on the last runs show in our family, right? Right, yeah, okay. So, um, they found that mine's were pretty dense, okay. So, they do a little bit more further uh, examining for your breast, right? And they found a small nodule mm-hmm. in my breast, so they were like, There's a small nodule there, but we'll probably just watch it, okay. But what had happened was my uh, husband and my daughter and I had gone to Africa, and I thought. That I was feeling sore in my breast because of the heavy um suitcases we had, and then we went from place to place, okay, so I started feeling sore in that area, okay, and I thought it was from carrying the luggage, going different places, working the muscle. shopping and right. carrying those bags and all that stuff, and I thought that's what made me sore and then I started out with three luggage, I ended up with six, so that was a lot to carry, mm-hmm. so I was assuming that's what caused my uh body to be sore and then the, the pain in my breast. okay and um I told my husband and he said well just wait until we get back and have it checked mm-hmm. and then when I did have it checked they told me that that density area had a little small spot there okay and they did their little test and then it came back positive oh wow yeah
0: so I mentioned the dense breast and I you know I kind of think it's a little comical sometimes because when I first found out about the density of the breast, I was confused. I didn't understand what that meant. Mm -hmm. But knowing that it means that they want to make sure they're really taking a good look, you know, because that tissue is thick. It's thick. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So now moving forward, you've come back from Africa, you've decided to I'll go to the doctor. Yes, it came back
1: positive, right? And then you had to explain it to your family. Um, I was a little bit in denial at first, okay, And I thought, oh, maybe they were just probably saying that. And um, they did another test, and it it came out even more so, and they were telling me that it was moving about, oh wow, so by it being moving about and the density, it's very easy to um get get lost in the tissues. And it can cause it to move other places. And that frightened me even more. So I said, well, I, okay, go on and do the rest of the test. Mm-hmm. Well, when they did the test, they said that if they don't take it out now, it could cause a bigger problem. Sure. So I had the surgery to have it removed. But then there were other small pieces there and they kept jumping. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So then they were like, we have to take that breast. Okay. Yeah. So that's called a... Uh,
0: what is it called? It's called a mastectomy. Yes. So you had a double or single or how did that work? Uh, I just had it on one breast. On one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So can you kind of back up a little bit and tell us how you explain this to Because you have girls. Right. How
1: did you tell them? Well, at first I kept it to myself because I thought that they were going to just remove the the nodule that was in there. And it would be like okay, and then I would just tell the kids there was something small in my breast, and it's going to go away. Right. But then my doctor said it's jumping all over the place. We have to actually take that breast.
0: And what was the time frame with that? Like with the jumping from spot to spot. Yeah, like to
1: you have a nodule to you're having a mastectomy. Uh, Like every two to three weeks, they were um, watching it. Oh wow! So. In the watching, they saw that it was moving about okay, and it was um, like a uh, deprimentary to my health mm-hmm. so for it to constantly move like that, it could have went in other areas like sure. my other breast right or somewhere in my body mm-hmm. and um just before that, I had pancreatic cancer, so I didn't want to have anything else to happen. oh wow, so, okay yeah.
0: so do you think that because you had the pancreatic cancer? Is the reason why you ended up with the breast cancer? Or are they just two separate things? They're or? two
1: separate things, but cancer can move about anywhere. It wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so
0: I have another uh, personal question okay. I'd like to ask. Okay. Were you getting, did you start the process of getting your mammograms before you found out about the
1: nodule? Oh, I got them every year. Wow. So yeah. you got them every year and then all of a sudden. Right. But, I, but with me talking with my physician my doctor Mm -hmm. they're saying that it could have been a possibility of some parts of the cancer from the pancreatic cancer could have moved about right that was my question yeah Yeah,
0: that's what I meant by that question yeah wow so you went through a lot in a short period of time no warning sign
1: until boom well it doesn't actually warn you it's just like um maybe a cold you know sometimes your nose gets stumped up your mouth Mm -hmm. you know you have problems in your ears you have it in your throat you have it in your chest. Yeah. So it's about the same thing. Well, wow, And for those who cannot um, see you, I, I can notice you're getting a little
0: emotional. Oh, uh, yeah. It brings about. back all memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do like um, the journey that you've been through because you've done a lot of positive things after knowing yeah. and going through all of the treatment that you've had to go through. You have a lot of support groups out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing stuff in your community, mm-hmm. you are, you know, empowering other women. I know that um during your uh journey with the breast cancer you were telling me that a lot of women were reaching out to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So tell us more about that. Um well I had a girlfriend that had it and she didn't she was blessed mm-hmm. because she's got real big nice huge bo- uh boobs. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she had breast cancer in both of them. Mm. But neither one of them happened to be removed. Oh. But then when it comes to cancer it has a um A density in it. So um, some people can have a small nodule. Mm -hmm. Some people can have a large nodule. Some people can have an active nodule. And I had an active nodule. Okay. So um, depending on what that cancer cell does Mm -hmm. in the body has a big difference in anybody's body. Because there's some people that say, for instance, certain types of food you eat can bring on a higher... um, Effect of making them move about, okay, because some um uh, like meat carries you're uh, talking about like free radicals free right? radicals okay yeah. okay, so and they move about and depending on your health situation within your own body mm-hmm. has a lot to do how it travels so so have you made any efforts with your diet like has your diet changed? Of um, course, I don't eat any red meat anymore,
0: okay, yeah, okay. So, it's still choosing some vegan. weight. Okay. Okay. We're doing more exercise <laughs> doing now. Doing more exercise. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, for all those who are out there, if you want to hear more of Nikita's story, there is more. If you go to it'swhereiam.com, her show is still there. You can find it. Uh, Nikita Dove. I think it was in 2020. 2020. It was 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you can find it there. Now let's get into not only the prevention, Mm -hmm. we've talked about, um, diet. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the importance of exercise. Mm -hmm. We've also talked about, um, the importance of treatment. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have also got into those yearly appointments with our physician.
1: Right. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to let us know? Um, just be more aware about your body, because sometimes your body talks to you, and you just sort of ignore it, or you'll say, oh, I'll take an aspirin. when it's probably just a headache or something, mm-hmm. when it's really something more serious. And then what happened for me was I kept feeling certain things more than once, more than twice, more than three times. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I felt it so many times, this like, hey, I really need to stop and figure out what that is, right. because... Sometimes our mind is more um, denial than the body, because the body will tell you if you're uh, you feeling something and you're ignoring it, it says, "Hey, I guess I'll hurt over here." Right. maybe you'll pick up, that I'm in pain. Right So it's basically listening to your body, because mm-hmm. it, it, it tells you, you know, sometimes even if you have really bad uh, stings or something in your feet, whatever, that's circulation. Sure. So when the circulation change, if something gets in there, it's kind of hard to move about because you're blocking it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, especially we as women, we're vain too. So it's like I don't want anybody to think I got that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just keep pretending I don't feel it. Oh wow, you yeah. know. So I mean, there's a lot of us that do do that. Yes, you know, if you get ten headaches, uh,
0: or just don't even slow down. Yeah, in don't their day slow down. because they're busy with their families, they're raising their children, they're Our working. Fear. And fear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you don't want to hear no bad news. Right. Yeah. Wow. So have you had
0: the conversation with the girls um, about the importance
1: of them getting checked? Yes. Um, and that it is hereditary. And they went with me through all of it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're more conscious of making sure I'm okay. Mommy, did you do this? Have you taken that today? Do you feel like this? Right. So they're my great, big support. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you got to have that support. Yes. You
0: know, and I, it's, I feel so sorry for those who do not yeah. have that family support, but find support somewhere. There's lots of resources out there. I'm one of them. You can go to my website. There are plenty of resources on my website. Um, and so this is my passion project. This is my life's work to give back to my community by doing the show and giving uh, information to my community and all those who are listening uh, in the United States or globally. Okay. Um, so now I'm so glad that you uh, mentioned uh, that you are having conversations with the girls because mm-hmm. again, it is hereditary. I don't have my stat in front of me, um, but I know that there is a large percentage. I want to say 35% likely Um For it to pass down the line from mother to daughter or something like that. Or whatever that percentage is, basically.
1: I think a lot of it, it could be hereditary as well. It is, it Uh, is. I did yeah, read that from okay. the
0: uh, National Breast Cancer Foundation. And so that was something that stuck out for me.
1: But a lot of that has to do with your daily lifestyle as well. Oh, yeah. You know, because like I said, if you sit around and you, you eat pig, feed, and pork and all of that other <laughs> stuff, it clogs, the arteries, and everything else, those sure. things need, are like freeways. Right. So if there's a car that's blocking the off ramp, you can't get off.
0: You know, and because aside from uh, skin cancer being the number one um, diagnosis of cancer, right under that, is breast cancer uh-huh. so make sure you are doing those self checks yeah you know don't be afraid to feel around
1: there or let your doctor you know and sometimes rub. when those little things are there speaking for myself uh-huh. sometimes I felt those grains in there but I just figured it was something because, else well because I was always told I had very dense breasts right and then the grains are part You're like, of the that's density just a little extra yeah. fat right yeah. there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what I was thinking Mm-hmm. And you don't want to hear bad news, so you sort of create something, too, like, that's what that is. It's not that.
0: Right. And then, you know, also, uh, I believe the doctor was saying when she was on before, uh, Dr. Sandra Morwar Mm -hmm. was her name. Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, also check under the
0: armpit. Yeah.
1: Don't forget those armpits. Right. Yeah. You can do that in the shower because what happens is when the heat hits that porous area, Mm -hmm. it sort of opens. So when you're making that movement, it moves those... um, that grainy thing that if it is in there, it will move about because the heat sort of brings it up, oh, I didn't know so I didn't know that at first either, oh wow,
0: yeah, and I think she also mentioned like like you said, mm-hmm. in the shower, perfect time to yeah. do a breast check um, because you're already
1: lathering up, and you got okay. the heat, the heat opens up all pores, oh wow, yeah,
0: okay, so again, there are over three point eight million breast cancer survivors, my aunt Nikita being one of them here in the United States. Um, but there also is an estimated of 43,700 women who will die from breast cancer. Um, And there is a disparity there. Um, Unfortunately, black women tend to be diagnosed with breast cancer more than any other race. Um, To me, I think, I don't know, I don't think it has anything to do with our makeup. I think it has more to do with Uh, culturally, the things that we take on and how we uh, delay which needs to be done um, and putting everyone before us. Uh, I think women do that in general, but then also the the, uh, issues with uh, lack of insurance, um, the poverty line, things like that, um, I think is why are some variables as to why black women tend to be um, diagnosed earlier not diagnosed earlier. Excuse me. Tend to, you know, that's correct. Tend to be diagnosed earlier, at an earlier age, because the average age is sixty-two. Uh, black women are diag- diagnosed more so in their later fifties, such as you yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you, you know, it had nothing to do with the insurance issue or no. anything like that. So you can't just pinpoint one thing for one group. But being African American and a woman you know i want to talk to my community as well and let them know please we are diagnosed earlier so start those mammogram checks at age 40 um and then there's also an issue with uh women being diagnosed some as early as 35 now that i did not know can i say so of course you can
1: well i think a lot of it from dealing with it for so long mm-hmm. i think as far as the uh, african-american woman we tend to take on more than what we should like a lot of times you know things that are heavy you know we we have that vain thing that maybe i don't want to ask so. my husband to lift that or my man and we lift it ourselves <laughs> robert <laughs> come get this or, no, go or if we're in the grocery store you know if our husband isn't there. Our man isn't there. We're not gonna leave the groceries in the car. We're gonna just take them in, mm-hmm. you know. Or when we're cleaning, you know, we'll go on top of the ceiling and wipe it down instead of saying, you know, I'm not gonna wait for him to come. I could do this stuff myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of it comes from speaking for African Americans. We take a lot of stuff on that we don't really need to, mm-hmm. or that we shouldn't, mm-hmm. and it becomes an effect later. Because I know myself, there was times like right after I had my babies, you know, my doctor would say, don't lift this after you have the kids. And you're like, I I don't feel nothing. So I'm going to go on and do it. I'm going to make the bottles, feed the baby, put them on my back and mop the floor. And (laughs) And we do have that tendency to do that.
0: But for me personally, I just said, oh, no,
1: baby, I can't do that. Yeah, but a lot of us (laughs) don't.
0: The doctor said I can't do it. (laughs) Right, right.
1: But there are some women that feel like they can do it all. Yeah. And we as African-Americans, we've been kind of like pushed in that area where we do do it all. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. It has a lot to do with your health. You don't see it until later.
0: Yeah. And, you know, stress. And stress. Jeez. Let's talk about the stress. Stress. Wow. So got to have that self-care we talk about it all of the time what was your self-care this morning you know it's about 7 30 in the morning what have you done for you other than listen to the show are you taking yourself a nice bath have you done your meditative breathing have you done any affirmations let's take care of self this morning starting now okay mm-hmm. yeah i do all right. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you do to stay healthy and to stay calm, stress-free?
1: Well, I got my babies, so you know, they kind of see when I kind of falter. They pick me up, you know, they're like, "Mommy, we're going to walk around the Rose Bowl." Okay. And then we're going to walk up both those mountains and it's like, "For real?" <laughs> and then "You could do it, Mommy. Come on." So they're uh encouraging for Very me encouraging. and uh it makes my body say, "Yeah, we gonna do that." I'm gonna show them I might be older than them, but I can still hang. Yeah. Even though afterwards, your body like, "Look at you, <laughs> <laughs> lay down some." You sore now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I've, like I said, after I had the uh, cancer and stuff, I learned to eat a lot better than what I did before. Sure, and um, I, I watch my diet. Um, so I, I think I take care of myself. As a matter of fact, I feel I do take care of myself better than I did before, and I don't mm-hmm. feel what I thought I might have felt from the after fact of it. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of it has to do with the care to yourself even before and after, and more so sure. after because, like I said, those little nodules, sometimes they can stay in the body for a long time mm-hmm. and reoccur, and you don't want that. So if you keep those ways open, it sort of helps them just to just, uh, Filter out the body like it's supposed to. Okay, so,
0: so again, other than the exercise, mm-hmm. what are some of the self-care uh,
1: regimens? You have. I get massages. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I try to get them every day if I cook because my daughter's a masseuse. <laughs> All
0: right. A massage
1: therapist. Yes, yes she is. And yeah. she is wonderful. Yes. Yes. Um, I get pampered, you know, when I shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my favorite okay. thing to do. Okay.
0: I like that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of things you can and can't do. But, you know, I pick and choose the best ones. Right. But, and, you know, having those
0: boundaries, yeah. right? That's the most important thing for me. Having boys, for me, mm. and being a new grandmother, yeah, I've learned to say no. And for me, that's my self-care, creating those boundaries. Mom, can you? No. Mom, you think? No. Well, I don't have those. Uh, Mine's uh, are all grown. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, mine are not. <laughs> and those who are, are still calling. And those boundaries always have to be put in place. And so that's my personal self-care. And then after that, and I create the space for myself, then I can decide how I want to show up for my day. Is it exercise? Is it a smoothie? Is it no meat today? Mm -hmm. Is it fasting? Is it praying? Mm -hmm. What is it that I choose to do for me in that free time in the morning? Because I'm a morning person, which is why I am here every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. I want to thank 91.5, Jazz, and more. And I want to thank you all for listening, getting your mammogram, staying healthy, and having a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next week. And for now, I'm going to play Every Woman by Whitney Houston. Thank you. Bye.
1: you